Hi, and welcome to Unquenchable Hope. I'm Louanne Botta. And I'm Marianne Crum. Ladies, we know it's hard to hang on to hope in a world that sometimes seems bent on stealing it, but it's not impossible. So stay tuned as we tackle all kinds of issues and talk about how, you know, no matter what this world dishes out, you can live with unquenchable hope. Hi, ladies. Well, we feel like now we've got you all armored up and ready to do spiritual battle. So now we're going to move on, as promised, to the warm and fuzzies. And we're going to do at least a few episodes on the subject of the Father Heart of God, how God created us to live in relationship with Him. And I want to start out by sharing a, a strange thing, which is will come as no surprise to anybody, (laughs) but all of you wives out there can probably relate to this, that if you send your husband to the grocery store for a few things, you just don't even know (laughs) what he's going to come back with. (laughs) And I distinctly remember, this is probably 25 years ago, that I sent Joe off on an errand to the grocery for milk or something, and he came back with the weirdest assortment of things in that bag, including... (laughs) A bottle of Mongolian fire oil. What the heck? Oh, yeah, what the heck? That's what I thought. I picked this thing out, and I was like, what the heck? What is, what is this? That? What do you do with it? So that bottle of Mongolian fire oil sat in our pantry, I don't know, until we, we built this house and moved, because nobody used it for anything. I thought, this man has lost his mind. But... To the defense of men everywhere, I I know that for me, it is very dangerous for me to go to the grocery store. Um, I don't wander around looking for bizarre things like that. But if I'm hungry (laughs) and I go to the grocery store, it is not pretty. It's like everything on those shelves looks great. I mean, even the cat food looks good, right? Yeah. So you just kind of tend to start (laughs) grabbing things and slinging them in your cart. And that is a perfect picture of how some people live their lives, that they have this hunger Hmm. in their heart and they just start grabbing stuff off the shelves and hoping that that's going to satisfy that, that hunger. They grab relationships, they grab careers, they grab their kids, their husbands, their possessions. They grab the, the next exciting trip they're going to go on. Even ministry can become one of those things that we're trying to use to, to satisfy that hunger when actually God made us so that we would look to him to satisfy that yes. hunger as our father in a family relationship. That's how God intended it to be. Even the Trinity is a picture yes, of a family. Are. Yes, they father are. Father and the son. What a great analogy with going yeah. shopping like that. <laughs> You'll never forget the Mongolian fire oil. No, it's true. This is where I feel, and this is why it's so good and why we're doing this. I think there's just such a hunger right now in the body of Christ for the truth of God mm-hmm. and who he is. I think we're all at that place of, okay, really, who is our father? And it's funny because we were talking a little bit before this. We all know Jesus mm-hmm. and we all have no problem running to Jesus, but it's the father heart of God that I know for certain if we understood it to the place where he really would love for us to understand it we would be truly different people. Oh, yeah. 
Yes, I, I had shared with Luann that I felt like about 20 years ago, I really had a revelation about this and it was life changing. It, it really changed my spiritual life. Yeah. But it's so easy to sort of lose it. Yes. You know, I'm not now where I was then and I want to be, Mm -hmm. but you go through some hard things and then you start to feel like, because Satan feeds us with the lies, start to feel like, well, would a loving father let Mm -hmm. a child go through this Mm -hmm. if they had the choice? Yes. I mean, as human parents, we we can't control everything that happens to our kids, but we know God could control it. So if you're going through a really hard season even if you do have a good understanding that God is my loving heavenly father, I am his child, Satan is always right there to try to just accuse you, pull you away from that. To pull away and then accuse the father. Yeah. He, you know, to us. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's why I'm so glad that we're talking about this topic because Mm -hmm. I think so many people and myself, tremendously included, Mm -hmm. have had the hardest time understanding the father's love. Yeah, And it, even to this day, was no matter how seasoned we can be in so much of our walk in the Lord, mm-hmm. this topic, even when I was driving over here, I was thinking the same thing. Like, Lord, I don't, I still don't get this. And then she got here and noticed that she had a flat tire. Oh, no, completely thought, flat. Now, what kind of good dad will let their daughter get a flat tire? No, actually, what was my response? Ah, uh, it's okay. No, we'll, we'll take care of it. <laughs> no, because I, I'm not going to fret. It's a flat tire that can be fixed. I'm not going to fret. Um, I have much to do. We have much to do this week. And so I'm not going to fret. Yeah. And there's so much of this understanding the father heart of God that is even related to understanding why he allows suffering. And that'll probably be a topic for another day. Yes. But there's just so much we need to understand about how the father, God, he has to allow things into our lives that as human parents, we would try to Mm -hmm. avoid our children going through. There's just a lot of misunderstanding there if we don't understand why God allows things to happen to Mm -hmm. us. And that does not mean he's not a loving father. That's exactly right. One of the things I was going to ask Luann to answer, and I'll answer it too, I heard somebody say one time that our relationship with our earthly father or our view of our earthly father has such an impact on how we view our heavenly Mm -hmm. father. And I know this is true for women that I've known who've been abused by their fathers or just never knew their father at all. They have shared with me how hard it is for them to relate to the father heart, to the father heart of God. Mm -hmm. Right. Because to them, it's a totally negative concept. Yes. And, depending on the severity of their situation as, as children, it can be a a real stumbling block. Mm. So if you had to describe your father (laughs) in just a couple of words, what would you, how would you describe that? That's very easy to do. I mean, wise and committed. There was two different sides to my dad. Uh, growing up, he was tough, just tough. Mm. And there was a distance there tremendously, but he had a very harsh childhood. And so I think there's no way he knew how to parent as a father to six kids. I think having five girls scared the bejeebers out of him. And God scares me. <laughs> so I, I certainly do not blame my father. I've, I've had to work through a lot of that. But on my 30th birthday, and I've told this to many of my friends, and uh, they just get tears in their eyes. On my, it was literally my 30th birthday, and my father had come to the Lord, and 
he kissed me on the cheek and said, I hope I'm not too late. Mm. And I didn't show any emotion. But when I went up to my room, I cried. But it took me two years to believe him. Hmm. I, he had to still prove it because all I kept thinking of is how I always working on glass or on, you know, around him. Eggshells. Yeah, eggshells, glass. <laughs> yeah, eggshell. There you go. Because he always didn't know when you were going to upset him of something yeah. that you said. Okay. So I was always walking on eggshells. So when he did that, I was like, he doesn't really mean it. And so, um, oh, but oh my goodness, he would write me notes and tell me to have good days and put a scripture on those notes. And even though I still wasn't believing him, I I saved them Mm -hmm. and God began to work through my father. So did he not become a believer until he was in his fifties? Yes, correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. I gotcha. So when that transformation started happening, you were were watching it, but thinking, okay, how long is this going to last? Or is it real? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, and I was just starting uh, ministry. I started Mm -hmm. and and I was just starting to, was the teacher at the school. And so, yeah. And it took a few years, but it really, really changed me. So you became a believer before he did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Oh, okay. Yes, I was in my early 20s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you have this idea that God was harsh? Oh, yes. Oh, back in those days. And you're in an Italian Catholic surrounding, God was used as a tool to keep people in line. (laughs) So We've all heard the nun stories. Yes, uh, yes. So it was either wait till your father gets home or you don't do that, you know, God will get you. The whole concept of a father figure of God was so warped yeah. that it took years for me to get to that understanding. And then it wasn't until, again, when my father did that on my 30th birthday, and then it just took a while. And then he and I would golf together. And then mm-hmm. this relationship between the two of us just blossomed into this amazing relationship mm-hmm. that he and I had that when he passed, I really, it was just, I had a, a hole in my heart for my earthly father. and But my heavenly father was healing my heart through my earthly father. Mm, he and yeah. I, our hearts were healing as well. That's <clears throat> the hope, again, that even if you have grown up with this attitude towards God of, you know, he's just up there with a big stick, he's just waiting for me yeah, to step out absolutely. of line, mm-hmm. it can change. If, God wants it to change. He doesn't want you to feel like that. He is obviously God, and he's to be worshipped and obeyed, and just like an earthly father, respected. Yes. But, but there's so much love. Yeah, yeah. It's, he it, loves so unconditionally. People read that fear God mm-hmm. and they attribute all kinds of wrong ideas to what that Correct. means. But it's really just a, a proper respect for God as God. Yes. And yeah. I, I think the part where we don't understand had that unconditional love and the mercy that he has, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a loving father who wishes that no one would spend eternity in hell right? apart from him. Yes, absolutely. So when we as humans would want to zap somebody and say, you know what, I would give up on them in two seconds flat. Mm. He's not. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't done that with us. I would have given up on me oh, yeah. a million me times. Too. I think I just said this, not as recent as a year or so, but a few years ago saying, are you done with me? Mm-hmm. Because that's our attitude that we think that he is. And when you look and think, man, I thought he was done. And all he was doing was drawing me closer. 
But I didn't think that. I thought he was just done with me because he was tired of my disobedience towards yeah. what he was looking for. Yeah, and I, I think for me, I would describe my dad as very stable. He mm-hmm. was always there. He, he was reliable and very, very, very funny. I'm a, I just feel like God is funny. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just do. Because <laughs> oh, I like, think he's got a Where did humor come from <laughs> if, if it's not oh, from no, God? Yes. So I think we're going to laugh while yes. it happens. But anyway, my dad was very funny. He was also pretty distant. Hmm. emotionally, which mm-hmm. a lot of people in that generation, yes. he, he actually was of the generation that served in World War II yes. and came up, he was a kid, but the depression mm-hmm. and all that stuff, they just have kind of this different, not like parents now. That's right. Uh, um, so he wasn't super, super emotionally engaging with us as we got older, but you know, he was there and he was a good guy. But one story, you know, about how we transfer these thoughts we have about our earthly father to God was that my dad couldn't fix anything. Oh. <laughs> I mean, my husband, Joe can fix anything. And he was such a godsend wow. to my parents because they would have a list. They still, still, my mom has a list for him when we go to visit of stuff that Joe can fix. But even my dad would do that. I don't even know if the man pumped his own gas. I mean, oh. I think that was a, a bad day when the self-serve gas stations came about for my dad. Now, I just was aware of that. I mean, he always knew where to get stuff fixed, but to my remembrance, he couldn't fix stuff. So I tend to think that about God, Mm -hmm. that he's good, that he's there, but he's not super engaged and I got to fix things. You know, mm-hmm. that maybe he's not going to fix them. Yes. So I, yeah, it, we don't want to go off into psychobabble land, but I do think <laughs> that it does impact. You know, there's a lot of things in there that we need to like be deprogrammed. Yes, that's, essentially. A, that's exactly right. And I think if we would search out things in our lives, we would see it. It comes down to that unconditional love of the Father that we do not understand. And so yeah. we take that out on God because we don't understand his true love for us. God could have set this whole thing up any way he wanted to. And he could have set it up like a corporation where he's this CEO Hmm. and we're his employees and we just do what he tells us to do, but there's no real relationship there, which is how a huge bunch of people view God. Yes. And that's probably the mode that I can slip into the most easily, especially when I get real busy doing podcasts and speaking or whatever, you start feeling like, well, I do because I'm believing the lies in my head that God just wants to use me, but there's no tenderness there, which is a lie. such a lie. Total lie. lie. But, uh, and I know that, so Mm -hmm. I can come back out of it, but it's sad that we so easily slip back into that. I, I imagine what that does to God's heart because from the beginning, he did set it up as a family. Yes. He did want us to be yes. his children. And yes. there's a lot of tenderness in the Bible. Yes. If you look for it. I love to read the Bible with the mindset of, okay, in this passage I'm going to read this morning, God, show me what your heart is like. Mm-hmm. And even in the Old Testament, and you think that it's all fire and brimstone and yes. stuff. No, no. You can no, see right. God's Absolutely. passion and heart for his children mm-hmm. in there. When I pray and to the Father, mm-hmm. I do call him Dad. I want to get to that place of mm-hmm. knowing the Father heart of God. And when we were you know, knew we were doing this. I, I was reading some guy's book. My heart just melted when he was talking about mm-hmm. this characteristics of God as our father. 
and his love for us and mm-hmm. his tenderness. And I, I'm like, I want that. I want to know that. Mm-hmm. And so I call him dad. Yeah. I guess that's what frustrates me is that I feel like I really did know it. And it was so life-changing to me. And then, I don't know, over the years, just I somehow have let that slip away again. Mm-hmm. So I, I know I'm going to get back there because... Maybe we're doing this for us. Maybe you all shouldn't even be listening to <laughs> You're us. On the- we're just doing therapy with each other here. But one of the cool things that you can see in the scripture, again, when you're looking for it, is that the Hebrew word Abba is the most familiar term in the Hebrew language for daddy. It's like what they teach their little kids yes. to call mm-hmm. their daddy. And that's what we're told that we can call God, the God of the universe. And I heard someone talking about that they had taken a trip to Israel and this really became real to them. They were in a restaurant and they just observed this scene where a mom and a little three-year-old kid walked into the restaurant and they were obviously looking around for someone that they were meeting. And all of a sudden the little kid just runs across the restaurant yelling, Abba, Abba. And it was their dad that you know oh, that they yes. were meeting there, and, and they said that just brought it home. No, that's, that's yeah, good. that's the picture. Romans eight fifteen says, "For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, mm-hmm. but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons, by which we cry out, Abba, Father." That and, is so good. Yeah, he doesn't want us to feel like slaves. And again, that's the mode I get into when yes. I believe the lies of the enemy. Or to fear him. The right. scripture that says, there's no fear in love. Perfect yeah. love casts, casts out, out fear. fear. For he who fears has torment and is yeah. not perfected in love. Mm-hmm. And if he's the perfect father and he's perfect love, there's no fear. We're not to fear his love. And that's where we're like, oh, he's going to be mad at me. Oh, I just did this. And now the, the lightning's going to strike. That was such a horrible picture of God because he's saying to us, don't fear my love. Oh. It is good. I love you with an everlasting love Mm -hmm. and it doesn't go away. It is not like the human love. It is not conditional. It is unconditional. There's nothing that you can do that will thwart that love that I have for you. And so that's where perfect love casts out fear. Yeah. And I've worked for some good bosses before, but I've never had one say, I have loved you with an everlasting <laughs> love. I, I mean, that's, yes. that just destroys that lie that gets in my head mm-hmm. that he's my boss and I'm just his slave or yes. his employee or whatever. No, no, no a, a boss doesn't say the kind of things that you read no. in the scripture. Yes. No, no, no. In Galatians four mm. verses six and seven, it says, and because you are sons, and when it says sons, that includes daughters yes, as well. Of course. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And mm-hmm. if a son, then an heir through God. Right. Over and over that picture is there. That's we just so have good. to believe it. We that's have to right. believe that's exactly right. that that's what God wants with us mm-hmm. and just dismiss the lies. It doesn't matter how we feel. And I, I think about how it just must break God's heart mm-hmm. that so many of us misunderstand. We're like the little cowering kids in the corner that don't know they can just run into the arms of their father. No, I think if we embraced it, if Mm -hmm. we embraced who he was, that would just change. This is really helping me to be honest right now, Mm -hmm. because I, I think that it takes time to do this because it takes us going into his presence and, and talking to the father. We immediately talk to the son, which is 
fine, obviously. Mm-hmm. We immediately go to Jesus. But what would happen if we would, I'm going to actually challenge myself. So I'm going to throw this out there. Okay. That I am going to come to the Father in the next 10 days, but I'm going to go to the Father heart of God and run to him. And then of course, okay. Jesus, they're the same. I know they're three in one, the whole thing, <laughs> but we always run to Christ and the Holy Spirit always gets left out. And yeah. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is the one that puts it all together. He's the power. Holy Spirit is behind it all. Well, that verse, I want to run to the Father. The verse that I read from Galatians, it, it talks about God has sent forth the Spirit of his son yes. into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Father. There you have the whole Trinity. Yeah, there you go. Oh, in right one there. sentence. That's good. But we have the spirit of Jesus. Jesus was the son, and we yes. have that position. In yes. fact, and this is mind-blowing to me, in John 17, 23, Jesus said, he's praying to his father, our mm. father, yes. you loved them just as you loved me. Oh. That the Father yes, loves us correct. the way that he loves Jesus. Yes. Now, that one is going to take me a while to get my head wrapped around. No, you know what? John 17, I used to pray that. I would mm-hmm. just put my name in there because mm-hmm. to make that come alive. That's a, yeah. And that's Ooh, something That's you what can, I need to try. Yes, that's something you can really do. I did that for a long time. Yeah. And every time it said they, I said me. Okay. And every time it said we, I said me. That love that he had for Jesus that he has for us, because that's what he said. I know. That's mind-boggling. Yes. So it's the same love. I don't want to go off on this tangent, but I'll start it, Um, (laughs) which explains like why he can let us suffer. I mean, he let his son suffer for a greater glory and good. Yes. And sometimes he will allow us to suffer for a greater glory and good. And we have to understand that. We just have to be I hate to say okay with that because there's many, very, there's yeah. a lot of tears that come along with that because we don't understand. But when everything is said and done, mm-hmm. we have this massive aha moment of that's exactly what you were trying to do and trying to say. Yeah. It wasn't harsh. There's a song out. I love it. It's Cody Carnes and it's Run to the Father. Mm-hmm. Run to the Father, fall into grace. Run from the hiding, no, no reason to wait. My heart needs a servant. My soul found a friend. So I run to the Father again and again and again. Oh, that's good. It's a great song. It's called Run to the Father Okay. by Cody Carnes. Oh my gosh. When you sing that at the top of your lungs and let it embrace you. Again, we are given all of these things truths. that we can, truths mm-hmm. that can turn this around for us. Yeah. And this is all of us. There's many, many of us that deal with this Father heart of God and trying to get to that place. When I said that about how he allowed Jesus to suffer, and Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken yes. me? So that temptation for us to question, I mean, Jesus knew what he was in for. Yes, he did. And so it wasn't like it was a surprise to him. And yet in that moment of suffering, he he felt that separation. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that is that's the danger point. That's where Satan can pull us away. Right. Obviously, that, that wasn't going to happen with Jesus. Right. But... It does kind of help me to know that, well, he felt somewhat abandoned there. Yes, and in his greatest hour. So that's yeah. why he's so relatable. Obviously, that's why mm-hmm. Christ is so relatable because he was tempted. It says in all things, yet, yet without sin. Uh-huh. So we know we can run to him when we are tempted. But then he can, along obviously with the power of the Holy Spirit, takes mm-hmm. us to the Father. 
yeah. and into that Father's heart of God. Another cool thing that I <laughs> discovered when I was studying up on this again is that it was actually the Father's idea mm. to send Jesus to bring us back home. Jesus was on a rescue mission to bring us back into the Father's house. That's right. And there are several verses here. Uh, Jesus said, I have not even come on my own initiative, but he sent me. The Father sent me. He said in another place, I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And then, of course, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. So the Father loved, the Father sent The Father gives eternal life. Jesus was willing to come, obviously, and do what he did for us. But it was all of the Godhead that wanted to bring us back home. That is really good. Yeah, it's like we had been kidnapped. We were. And he sent Jesus to rescue us, to to live in the Father's house. The verse that talks about the future, and Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, you know, and in my Father's house there are many many, mansions and all of that. I mean, the ultimate goal is that we're going to live with the father forever, forever. in his house, yes. whatever his house looks like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's the whole reason for everything. No, that was, that was really powerful. What you just gave those three scriptures. Mm. The father was the one that did that. Yeah. His, he truly was. We assign all kinds of motives and characteristics to father God that aren't I know. True. No, that's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, he's like the bad guy. He, Jesus is like the he, good guy. Yeah. And the Holy <laughs> Spirit is like, who is that? <laughs> Which is not a good thing because no, he's the one that no. truly, we, we need to do something on the Holy yeah, Spirit because yeah. he's the forgotten of the Trinity and he's yeah. actually the, the power behind it all. So, and I, I know that a lot of people had issues with The Shack, that book when oh, it yes, came out. Yes, I remember. And, mm-hmm. and then the movie, you know, I get it. Yeah. And all metaphors break yes. down when you're talking about God. But I have to say that it did so much for me to mm-hmm. kind of make me understand the Trinity yes. better. It did. I know we're probably going to get slammed for me saying No, <laughs> no, sorry, no. It, but... it was an understanding. I, I, to be honest, I read the book, didn't see the movie, but I, that was so long ago, so I don't remember it. They portrayed the father as a um an older woman yeah. and people oh, went crazy right. over that and, but i mean you know you just had to put all that stuff aside and just the way that they related to one of the characters mm-hmm. and just the, the comfort that the guy felt in their presence yeah yeah that to me was powerful because god wants us to feel that we're part of his family That's we're right. not out of course we're not part of the trinity we're not right. god right but he wants us to feel that oneness. That's right. With him. That's what yeah. he says in John 17. Yeah. That's what he wants. It's not a business. No. It's it not just an not. army, even though we just got through talking about spiritual warfare, yeah. but it's a family. That's right. All right. So we will be back next time. Yeah, we're we going to keep talking about this. Yes. And I have a great little chart we're going to talk about that will we'll kind of discern whether you really feel like you're more of an orphan mm. or Are you a child of God? Oh, that's good. So stay tuned for next time. Ladies, we pray you've been encouraged today and that you'll come back next week for more truth and hope. And if you'd like to know more about us, check out our websites. Those addresses are in the show notes. And hey, if this podcast encouraged you, it can probably encourage someone else. So please share it and share some hope.